Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Big Footy Off-Season Podcast Extra. Um, I'm talking today to Lachlan Duff, the president of AFL Central in Northern England. Good morning, well, evening. Good evening, Jason. Great to be here. It is. It's a fairly warm day here in uh, Adelaide, uh, and uh, I've got the England cricket team staying just around the corner from me, so... I heard a couple of them have been out in the beers lately. They have been, apparently. Um, So, perhaps, uh, Lachlan, you can begin by telling us how you got involved with uh, Australian football in England and what kind of journey you took to get there. Well, uh, I've grown up in in Cheltenham in Melbourne, south-east, and uh, played football since I was young and moved to Manchester a couple of years ago. And I heard about the Manchester Mosquitoes football team from one of my mates. And not long after I moved to Manchester, I got involved with, with the Mosquitoes. And um, before long, I became involved with the league. And I, I started league secretary. And then after a year, I became league president. And so, yeah, I've been that for ten and a half now. So, yeah, that, that's, that's how it all happened. But uh, unfortunately, I've had to move back to Australia in the past couple of months. So I'm now president in exile. And does that uh, hamper your uh, ability to be president over there at all? Um, it's not ideal being over in Melbourne, but 90% of, of what I do can be done via email and over the phone and over the internet. And the other 10%, I've got Garth Nevin over there, who's a league secretary, and he's, he's doing all the face-to-face work at the moment. So, well, well not ideal. I can do, do most of it from you. Okay. Um, so... Tell me what AFL Central and Northern England actually is. Like, what, how many teams are there? There's, there's. We just welcomed our eighth team, which is the Tyne Teeth Tigers from Newcastle. Um, and so we've, we've grown as a league. We were originally the Central North West League thing, and uh, we've there's five teams I think originally, and we've we've added a couple in the last few years, and now we're up to eight, which can go from uh, the Midlands of England, which is Wolverhampton and Birmingham, right up to Newcastle. So we cover most of England by area, really. Okay. And uh, this is an 18-a-side competition or a 9-a-side competition? No, we play 9-a-side. So we play 9-a-side on, on rugby pitches, which actually it works quite well for us. We have a, a lot of guys who are new to the sport, and 9-a-side works really well because you can't really hide. It's, it's not as though you can sit in the forward pocket and not touch ball if, if there's only nine on the pitch you're always always near the action and it's, it's really helped uh, the new guys sort of develop their skills and and learn to read the game and that sort of thing so um and also being up north we have a few a smaller pool of people to, to draw from so nine aside works well for some smaller teams who are who are slowly recruiting more players but can't really field an 18 side squad Okay, so how many players would that mean you've got in your uh, in in AFL Central Northern England? Uh, we've got about 180 who, who play each season, um, and of those, are about about 75 percent of those are British or English, which is something that we're always been we've always been pushing for. We believe that that helps the sustainability of the league over here. There's a there's a lot of uh, Aussie expats moved to London, but outside of London got to rely on the local guys a lot more so um yeah i'd say probably about 140 out of 180 players are, are english and well we love having the Aussies, Aussies over here playing for the um the team it's, it's good to try and develop local guys so that's what 
Okay. Okay. Um, you said you were saying that uh, I think it was yesterday, or well, yesterday our time, um, that uh, Tynes Tees were uh, welcomed into uh, the AFL Central Northern England. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tynes Tees, they they've been a social side for the past year, which means they basically. Uh, they play against some of the teams um, in the league when our teams have the bike. They'll play a social game against Time Tees, which really help Time Tees uh, recruit players and, and get a bit of experience in the league and help build up the club. And so they did that successfully this year. Um, and then we had the AGM yesterday, and, that, and they got voted in as a full member team next year. So they'll be uh, they'll be joining the league as our eighth team. And so we like to sort of we like to give a team a year to find their feet in the league by playing social games which means they're not playing week in week out yeah. and um, they're, they're not relying on everyone to be available so it makes it a whole lot easier doing the social games, they might play five games in the season it's just a lot easier for them to establish themselves and another club Wolverhampton did that a couple of years ago and now they're, they're a really strong team in the league Ok um, I see as well that uh, just last week it was announced that London will be taking the uh, uh, the Euro Cup next year. Yes, yes, that's that's great news for us. Um, yeah, that'll really help some of the guys because we've got a lot of guys in our our league that play for for um, England and Dragons players and also the GB Bulldogs. And uh, having the Euro Cup local is is a real real help and help promote the game in the country as well. We don't get a, a whole lot of media exposure in the UK, but um, having the Euro Cup there is definitely going to help. And, will help encourage our guys to try and uh, make the national squad as well. I think we had 11 guys from the league in the um, European Championships in, in Dublin this year, so hopefully that can grow even further. Okay, one of your teams is uh, Huddersfield? Yep. Um, now, I was talking to Ben McCormick from AFL Europe uh, a, couple, uh, yep. a couple of weeks back, and he was saying that they've actually got uh, something of a development program going on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Huddersfield have a, a couple of school teachers playing for them, and, and they've pioneered Aussie rules football at their school, which um, I, I believe there's about 1,200 students playing sport now, which is just massive, especially in the sort of a rugby league heartland. And I think they've, they've done a great job there, and they've even got a couple of students from school now uh, played a couple of games for the Huddersfield Rams, and I think uh, it's it's really helping develop the game up there, and they're there team is 100% English as well, they've got no Australians playing for them which is a real credit to them in, in their recruiting and development of new players and that, that program they've got I think they uh, they even let the school kids choose an AFL team so you've got 1,200 young Yorkshire children who are all supporting AFL which, which is a really good thing to help grow the game in the country Okay, now uh, this year as well, uh, Birmingham who is one of your teams I believe hosted the Brit Cup well, tell me a bit yep, about that. tell me a bit about that. Yeah, the Brit Cup is is held each year, and uh, it's it's all all the teams comprised of players just from Britain. There can be no, no Aussie playing, so it's a real sort of it's a celebration of sport in the country, I guess. And it's the the best um, players going up against each other, and so they did a fantastic job hosting that. And they are uh, combined with a team, Birmingham Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton combined. Uh, for the West Midlands team, they end up taking out the tournament as well, and they they played some top quality football. It's, it's done up next 
expect to see top quality football being played outside of Australia, but, but some of the, the work they were doing that day was amazing. So um, hopefully they can host it, host it next year as well and hopefully get a bit more, more media exposure. It's, it's one of the biggest days of the year for, year for us. Okay. Um, hmm. What else have I got? If if I wanted to be involved in uh, like football in uh, AFL Central Northern England, how what would be the best way to go about that? Uh, I would go to our website, which is aflcne.com forward slash teams, and get in touch with any of the clubs there via email or phone. Um, all the clubs are looking out for new players, uh, regardless of, of whether you've played the game before or been playing for 20 years, they're, they're all welcome for new players. I've been involved with football teams for over 20 years and I don't think I've, I've seen as many welcome clubs as I have over in the UK, and any new people besides the broken arms. So if anyone's considering playing Aussie rules in the country, get in, get in touch with your local club and, and they'll, they'll welcome you. Even if you've never played the sport before or just seen on TV, it's... Um, the clubs involved. Okay. Well, is there anything that we haven't covered so far that you think uh, people need to know? Ah, look, ch- check out the website, I think. There's, there's, we usually have stories popping up during the season of, of what's been happening. Um, yeah, uh, look, there's a few YouTube videos as well, but um, I just encourage anyone who has a fast interest in the game and is either moving to the UK or living in the UK to get involved with the league. It's, uh, it's a great bunch of people running all the clubs and it's, it's, we just keep trying to grow all the time as well. So, yeah, get on the website. Um, get on Facebook. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter as well at um, AFLCNE. So, just encourage more people to get involved with the sport. We're, we're a league that's uh, been growing steadily for the past four or five years and we're going to continually do so but to do that we need more players coming through and more people helping run the clubs okay um I think that's pretty much all I've got uh in terms of questions how hard is it to tee up games like what's what's ground a bit uh, how hard is it to get a ground to play on uh it's all of our clubs have a sort of a, a home ground which is usually a rugby league club or rugby union club, and so the rugby clubs don't play in the, the northern summer, so so each club has pretty good availability of the pitch, but one of the biggest challenges is the travel time, um, especially now I've got uh, time tees up in Newcastle in the league, their, their shortest shortest trip is two hours, so um, the biggest challenge for us is minimising travel between teams. We've got local derbies in uh, Leeds and Huddersfield play each other, which is just a short trip, and Birmingham and Wolverhampton are only 20 minutes away, but when you've got, say, uh, Wolverhampton versus Newcastle, and they're five hours away, trying to find somewhere in between or playing someone else's ground is, is a bit of a challenge for us, so it's not necessarily ground availability, it's more trying to minimise travel, especially for younger guys, because it put a lot of guys who are sort of 18, 19 and don't have cars yet, so often all the, all the teams pull into or three cars to, to travel so um, it is a challenge and we're, we're trying to work out ways to, to minimise that we're trying to this next year so um, yeah it, it is tough being such in such a broad geographic area Okay do you perhaps um, have a, a brief story about someone from England who's picking up the game and how they took to it 
Yeah, well, oh, there's a couple of guys. One of them's uh, Cameron Cope from Wolverhampton. He picked up the game. It would have been about three years ago. He started playing for the Wolverhampton Wolverines under Ian Mitchell, who, who built the club from, from scratch, basically. And uh, Cameron started playing. He'd never touched the ball before, and before long he was dominating for the Wolverines. And then uh, he was invited this year to the draft combine in Dublin, where there was about 23 or 24 players. And he, he topped the group in the vertical leap and the sprint. And following that, he was then invited to play for the, uh, the World 18 um, in the Under-16 Championships over here in Sydney. And he performed well there, which was a great experience for him. And, He's only 19 now, and he's already represented the England Dragon Slayers. So, uh, for someone who's only picked up the ball a couple of years ago, he's, he's really progressed well. And I don't think 19, he's got a good 10, 15 years of football ahead of him, so he can do anything. And so, that's one of them. Another one is uh, Sam Boyd, who, who plays for the Manchester Mosquitoes. He, he played rugby growing up, and he joined the Mosquitoes at the start of this year. and He'd only played a few games and he's already picked up by the England Dragons players to play in the uh, Euro- European Championships. And so I went over there to watch him in, in Dublin and for someone who'd only played probably six or seven games in his life, he absolutely dominated. He was, he was best on ground in the grand final and um, he's got amazing talent and I don't think he's even watched a game on TV before, he just picked up like natural. So you, you do find those sort of natural sports and just love the game straight away and, and perform really well. So those, those are two guys that really out the past couple of years. Excellent. That's that's something I've been meaning to ask people, but I usually forget. <laughs> and it's a, but I think it's important that people understand that there are enthusiastic people over here. It's not just expats. It's not just you know people that have been to school in Australia and seen the game and gone. Oh, I'd like to play that, but there's no one at home. How do I? Play? You know that kind of thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, we also get, we get a lot of rugby players playing well because we're playing on rugby pitches. You've got guys that come down and have a look and see what's going on, and then they take up the sport. And, and some just just natural sports, and they they may just love it. But that has a bit more freedom than rugby as well, and uh, their their tackling skills are incredible too. You really feel it when you finish the game against some of these guys. Okay, I guess my final question for you then, uh, Lachlan, is uh, where do you see the league going in, in a couple of years' time? Well, uh, well we're, at, at the moment, we're just trying to consolidate the league as it is with, with eight teams, and we're going to try and continue growing the league in terms of participants for those teams. We really want to have a stable league that's that's ongoing and, and doesn't rely on one or two players trying to trying to hold the clubs together. We really want to, want to grow each club so it's helpful which we're getting towards. So we want to have a nice, stable league uh, run by mostly by the local guys, by the English guys, with, with a few Australians there as well. Um, and in the future, we're going to try and push for more of, more of our players to, to play for the um, England Dragon Slayers and for the uh, Great Britain Bulldogs. Um, that, that's a, something you really like to push to show them that you, you can play in a higher level. It's not just local football. You can... You Play for Great Britain and then the international cups over in Melbourne next year. So we've got a few guys playing that. So, well, those are our priorities: stabilising the league and helping you grow some more, and then getting the players into into sort of um, the representative teams. Okay. Well, I've been talking to Lachlan Duff, the president of AFL Central Northern England. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jason. Great to chat to you.